0: Frequency of Heaven, I want to be. Good morning and welcome to the Frequency of Heaven podcast. May God bless you and keep you and burn a fire in your heart today. Uh, And even as we get started today, I'm just going to pray, Father, right now, every worry, every fear be broken by the name and the word of the Lord. Heavenly Father, would you come with your might anyone struggling today, anyone, any worry, any any thought, any pestering thought that would keep us from fixing our eyes on Jesus. Lord, would you come with your power and would you come with your might and destroy and with your words, your words, break up the lies of the enemy and everything disturbing us in Jesus' name name. Well, today I want to do a teaching called The God of Glory Thunders. We're going to be in Psalm 29. Why is it so important to get on the frequency of heaven? You know, you can picture the kid who kind of has a rough coach who is always yelling at the team and getting a little excited. I remember seeing my niece play basketball a couple years ago and I her coach was just fine, but these are like third grade girls. The other team's coach, you would have thought this was you know the NCAA championship game <laughs> these third grade girls he was so mad and this this guy he would he yelled out at the basketball course, "I can't do it for you. <laughs> I'm like, man. You need to relax, it's it's six to two, and you are coaching third grade girls screaming and yelling, pulling your hair out, and, and just being so harsh is pro, I mean, it, it just made him look silly. But you mentioned those, those third grade girls when the game was over and they'd lost. Those words of that angry man uh, probably stuck with them a little bit, and we're all guilty of being on the wrong end of that, where we are probably overreacting to something and our words hurt somebody. But the God of glory thunders, the frequency of heaven, why, why can God speak and like stars come into existence? <laughs> why does God speak? It says in John 63, or sorry, 6, verse 63, that Jesus's words are spirit and life. Why is it that God can come and move and work, and if we hear what He is saying, everything changes? Jesus comes out of the water of baptism, and He's there, and the God of glory thundered. What did God say? This is my Son, whom I'm well pleased. When Jesus was on the Mount of Transfiguration, the God of glory thundered, and He said, uh, to those disciples, listen to this man, Jesus. You know, he's been talking with Moses and Elijah up there in Matthew 17 on the Mount of Transfiguration, and Jesus' clothes grew whiter than any. Thing. There's a million voices speaking to you right now. Every billboard speaking to you. Every radio station speaking to you. The mirror will speak to you. Your refrigerator is speaking to you. Come over here. Get some food. <laughs> you know, I, every time I pass a cookie, it talks to me. I, I promise you that. Your flesh is speaking. There's so many voices, but there's one voice that's different. And the reason it's different, beloved, it carries. Glory, God's voice speaking to you carries glory. I want to tell you what kind of prompted this study. I've been thinking and rolling it around in my head for a couple of days now. Monday night, I had a, a kind of a dark dream. I pray every single night with Melanie before we go to bed, and I ask for God to give me dreams from heaven. And um, and so I I had a dream, and it was it was kind of dark and a little bit disturbing, but I felt it was from the Lord. In the dream, I was hanging out with some of my best friends and we were playing a game and I alone stunk at this game. And they didn't harass me a lot or tease me too much, but then they all just got up and left and went to play another game and they left me. And they very clearly were saying, we don't want you anymore. And I'm like, what? And I woke up and I'm like, I just felt I felt depressed, I felt this darkness. I felt like, what just happened in this dream? And the Lord began to talk to me about the power of rejection and the power of people when, you know, and we all probably have had someone break up with us, a boyfriend, a girlfriend, we've all had someone, you know, not wanna be our friend on Facebook. We've all had someone who we applied for a job, didn't get it, we don't want you. And, and there's a voice that says, you're no good. You're not wanted. You're not needed. There's voices speaking. Can you see? And, I, and I'm, I'm dealing with this. And the Lord began to show me, kid. my voice will break that. The God of glory will thunder over that storm and calm that storm and bring peace. Because my voice alone in the universe carries Glory. What is glory? If you study the word glory, we're going to read this chapter here in a second. Psalm twenty-nine talks about glory, and God's voice is—he's the God of glory, and He thunders over the many waters. It's going to say, "Well, why is His voice so powerful? What what is it about God's voice? What is glory? Glory is the atmosphere of heaven that comes." And it, the glory, if you read Exodus 33 very close, you'll see it, 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 glory is his goodness and, and glory is his love. Glory is the love of God. And his presence and his goodness will come. And uh, l- l- let me show you. Let me show you how his voice, before we even read Psalm 29, I want to read to you 2 Peter Chapter One. Now we—I already referenced the Mount of Transfiguration, right? On the Mount of Transfiguration, the glory of the Lord shone all around. Well, what what happened in the glory? Well, Peter was there, and uh, you know, years later, he writes a little book called Second Peter, and he's reflecting back to Matthew 17, the Transfiguration. Look what he says here in Second Peter 16. For we did not follow cleverly devised stories when we told you about the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ in power. But we were eyewitnesses of his majesty. We received, what, what happened on the mountain? What happened when Jesus came? We received honor and glory from God the Father when the voice came to him from the majestic glory saying, this is my son, whom I love, with him I am well pleased. Peter is saying, when the Father spoke, the God of glory, and his voice thundered, and he said, this is my son, in Matthew 17, you can read it in Luke chapter 9 as well, the transfiguration, God's voice brought glory. There was an atmosphere of glory. Moses and Elijah were there. There was an atmosphere of heaven. And, you know, the Pharisees had over and over said all these things about Jesus that were not true. They said, "We don't want you. you're not good enough. We, we don't like your miracles. We think your teachings off." I mean, they had rejected him up, and the, the most important religious leaders of the land had rejected, rejected, rejected. Judas is going to reject Jesus. The disciples are going to flee in the garden, but there's a voice that brings glory that break. Now look what did what did it say here? When Jesus received that word, this is my son, Roman well, please. What happened to Peter and James and John? It says he received honor and glory from the Father. They saw the Father spoke to the son and when when there was honor and there was glory, he brought affirmation, he brought significance, he brought security, he brought acceptance. Most people believe that the reason the Mount of Transfiguration story happened, God the Father was equipping and preparing Jesus for the cross. Yes, I'm with you. This, it may not look like I'm with you, but I'm with you. And everyone's going to reject you, but I'm with you. Don't worry about what's going on with them. Now, let's go to Psalm 29, because every one of us, Some people have an iron deficiency. Some people have a calcium deficiency and their bones get weak. I believe many, many Christians, including myself, a lot have a glory deficiency. It says in Isaiah 43, verse 7, you were made for glory. You were made for it. As the uh, body needs oxygen, your soul not your body, your soul, your inner man, beloved, needs glory. What is glory? It's when God speaks over Jesus, says, you're my son, I love you. Well, please, I honor you. That's glory. Some of you had a dad like me. My dad so often verbally encouraged me over and over. I mean, he was, sometimes it was almost too much And that builds confidence in a kid and it helps them. But some of you didn't have that at all. And in the Father's heart of heaven, He has the voice of glory that comes to, to, to take out the darkness. But His voice speaking to you, identity and love is that is glory. He brings heaven into your soul. Let's read this Psalm 29. Ascribe to the Lord, you heavenly beings. We're already talking about heaven. we got angels here. Ascribe to the Lord glory and strength. So we're to worship him, to give him attention and glory and honor and praise. Ascribe to the Lord glory due to his name. All right, we're two verses in and we've used the word glory twice. Worship the Lord in the splendor of his holiness. Watch this, verse three. The voice of the Lord is over the waters the God of glory. Now, how is he the God of glory? Well, he lives and dwells and moves and operates in glory. His glory, his majesty, who he is, is glorious. It says in Hebrews chapter one, Jesus is the radiance of God's glory. The the whole earth is filled with the glory of the Lord because you can see his splendor on everything that he's made. You know, every plant that can reproduce just with some water and sunlight in the soil that God made. I mean, this whole system that he's made is glorious. It says in Psalm 19, the heavens declared the glory. I mean, how do we have this supernatural irrigation system? You know, the clouds get too heavy. They start to uh, get denser and denser and then they pour rain and then then there's no clouds. And then over the mighty waters and the rivers and the seas and the lakes, there's condensation and so that water goes up into the clouds that clouds get blown by the wind right over the field where the farmer is and then the cloud gets too thick and it drops it's God's irrigation it's glorious the heavens the stars the clouds the atmosphere it's the birds it's he's glorious and it's everywhere he's brilliant He's the God of splendor. And it says this God thunders over the mighty waters. I think of Jesus standing up over the mighty waters saying, peace be still. He told the sky what to do. It says, verse four, the voice of the Lord is powerful. The voice of the Lord is majestic. Majestic, why? Because he carries glory. When God speaks, it doesn't matter how many Pharisees have rejected you. When God speaks it doesn't matter how many people have. now sometimes God will use people we have to there's rejection and there's correction and some people are very very sensitive and, and and it doesn't matter who someone might try to correct you and you need it and you accidentally out of sensitivity turn it into rejection then we might call that perceived rejection. Um, there's times where, where the Lord will come, and it says in Hebrews 12, the Father disciplines those that he loves. All right, all right. But there are times, many times, when the people of this world are speaking and saying things over us, to us, about us, they're not right. It's not true. That's not God. And we feel the heaviness, we feel the sting, we feel the rejection of it all. We need to get with God. We need His voice. It watch this, verse five. That voice that carries glory breaks the cedars. Think of the biggest, strongest trees, the biggest, strongest things. The Lord breaks into pieces the cedars of Lebanon. Lebanon was a place of pride. It was a place of wealth. It was a place of luxury. You know, and it, and, and and it it was a place where these trees they would export them around the Middle East. Uh, for building. And no matter how big and strong they are, God's voice, he can break them right in half. He, you know, they didn't have I-beams made out of iron back then, but he, he's not going kind to of the biggest, strongest things. God's voice is stronger. He makes Lebanon leap like a calf, Siron, like a young wild ox. God can bring joy into any. Season, beloved. Wow, his voice, why his voice? His voice carries glory. Your body needs air. Your soul, your soul needs glory. You need to hear what daddy is speaking to you, his child. You need to have the eyes of your heart opened. Ephesians one, right? That you might see the hope of his calling. The inheritance that's for you, glory. And the power, it says, those three things are all for you. If the eyes of your heart could be open and you can receive it, the voice of the Lord strikes with flashes of lightning. Have you ever been down and out and broken and rejected? And you needed help right now, like a flash of lightning? His voice can do it. His voice can come right into you. The voice of the Lord shakes the desert. Have you ever been in a desert wilderness? There's no love There's no resources, it's dry, weary land. His voice with glory can come into your desert like lightning, immediate. The Lord shakes the desert of Kadesh. The voice of the Lord twists the oak and strips the forest bare. Imagine a tornado. We always think of a tornado as a bad thing, but imagine there's a bunch of debris and things in the way that's hindering you from God. The voice of God could come like the Tasmanian devil, her hurricane tornado, and just break. Just the biggest, mightiest, strongest, the, the things that keep you from believing your love, the things that keep you believing your worth, your value, the God's voice. Why? Because it carries glory. It carries glory. His voice carries glory. It carries the love and goodness of heaven. It'll strip the forest bare. It gets all the junk out of the way so that you can see Jesus. And then what happens? The rest of the verse, all, and in his temple, all cry glory because you can see him. Well, imagine there's a forest between you and God, and you can't you can't see him. He, God's voice like a twister breaks through all those trees, clears a path, you can see him. And then you're so filled with glory, the only thing you can cry is glory. John got to see that in Revelation 4 when he was taken up into glory. The Lord sits enthroned over the flood. Is there a flood? Something flooding you? Drowning out the voice of God, drowning out the goodness you can't see. His voice, which carries glory, sits enthroned over that. Imagine you're in the Ukraine, you know, Putin's coming to your town next to bring missiles and rockets and it, your emotions are flooded and there's, there's so many things that are, you're trying to pack your stuff, you're trying to get to the subway tunnel and, and there's war coming and you're just drowned in, in sorrow and grief and despair. God's voice can break right through that. He sits enthroned over the flood that's right up to your neck. Oh, don't don't be afraid. The voice of God's gonna thunder. Let Jesus speak to you. The Lord is enthroned as king forever. The Lord gives strength to his people. Watch this. What's the ultimate goal of this voice, of this glorious voice that carries glory? The Lord blesses his people with peace. Nobody needs peace. I was preaching on peace Sunday. Would you let God come? Would you let him be like a, his voice be a tornado? What voice are you listening to right now that feels like a flood? What voice are you listening to right now that carries rejection and lies? Can you, can you be like Jesus on the Mount of Transfiguration? Can you hear the father say, well done, good and faithful servant. The lies, it, the, Satan's the father's, father of lies. He wants to speak to you. You're no good. You're not doing good enough. People don't want you. Uh, nobody likes me. Everybody hates me. I'm going to go eat worms. There used to be a book <laughs> when I was a kid. We get that way. We feel that way rejection carries a sting in that dream that I had where my friends all left me because I wasn't good at something. It was, oh, it was such a dark feeling. But do you know what? Even if your best friend leaves you, Jesus is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. Let him speak to you. Now we're going to do a prayer exercise and the glory of God's going to come into your life and touch you so deep. Touch you, touch you, touch you. Um, We're going to combine, look at Psalm 42. You know it, Psalm 42, as the deer. And this is, uh, I'm not sure it actually uses the word glory here, but God was showing me something. Look at it it says in Psalm 42, Why so downcast, O my soul? Put your hope in God. Now it starts off in Psalm 42, As the deer pants for water, my soul longs for you. And it's talking about how thirsty the soul is. Your body was, needs water and food. Your soul needs glory. Isaiah 43, seven. My tears have been my food day and night, verse three. These things I remember as I pour out my soul to you. Now watch what it says um, in verse seven. Deep calls to deep. In the roar of your waterfall, all your waves and your breakers have swept over me. This is where the psalmist changes. He's In verse 6, he says, my soul is downcast. In verse 8, he says, Lord, you are directing your love to me. Well, what happened? How does he go from downcast soul to God's directing his love to me? Verse 7 is what happened. There's a shift. There's a shift in the psalm. Why? It's It doesn't use the word glory, but verse 7 is describing an atmosphere, an atmosphere of heaven where goodness and love dwell. When it talks about a waterfall, you know, in ancient times, you know, people, if they could find a secret waterfall get behind that waterfall, you know, they could have a secret place, a hiding place, and they could hide things that could be there. But it was almost like if you could enter behind a waterfall, it's almost like another world. It's almost like that water falling and you're in a little cave behind a waterfall. It's like cutting off from you the world it's like this secret almost mysterious romantic uh hidden place it's the secret place of god it's the hidden place with him and it says all your waves and breakers have swept over me it's like he's that's what happens when the glory comes into the room he washes over you and he says i love you he says his banner over you is love and, and some of us have an iron deficiency. Some of us have a calcium deficiency. But almost all of us at times have a glory deficiency. It says in Psalm 24, Jesus is the king of glory. And so how do we get this activated? Well, let's go here and look at Second uh, Second Corinthians 4. Verse 6. How does the glory work in the New Testament? Well, if you want to know a bunch about the glory, start reading 2 Corinthians 3 and in chapter 4. We're not going to do a whole study on the glory, and I still have a million things to learn myself. But here's one thing I know. This is beautiful. 2 Corinthians 4, 6. So once you picture the waterfall, that's kind of the atmosphere, the glory will come and it'll cut you off from the rest of everything around you. It's like the oxygen gets thicker. And the, I, when I've been in the glory, the, there's a weighty presence. Everything shifts and your love, he begins to direct his love to you and you let it in. You gotta let it in. Hey, if you stay here with a pencil and paper right now, begin to write down all the, the, do you have? did you wake up today? Are your legs moving today? You start to think of all the ways, you know, all the good things about your life and you let him direct his love to you and that and the glory begins to come in and you begin to think about his glory but specifically for us new testament christians we have a secret weapon about the glory to enter the glory for god who said let light shine out of darkness yep that's god he said let there be light okay that god the same god the same voice the same voice that said let there be light made his light shine in our hearts to give us the light of the knowledge of the glory that is displayed in the face of Christ Jesus. Now that verse, honestly, I don't fully understand it yet, but I know this, there's something about the glory and the face of Jesus do you know those boys in Luke 24 that were on the road to Emmaus Jesus disguised himself and they didn't know who he was It says were not our hearts burning within us They were walking with Jesus Jesus disguised himself they didn't recognize his face But then they sat down and had a meal with Jesus and something shifted and they they realized who he was like Mary in the garden. She thought Jesus was a gardener, John chapter 20. And then she saw, no, this is Jesus. Everything changes in his face. So I'm going to lead you in a little prayer exercise right now because most of us have a little glory deficiency and we're going to invite heaven, okay? And I'm going to teach you, picture yourself and a waterfall, under a waterfall that waves and the breakers coming over you, a new life. He's directing his love to you, Psalm 42, eight. The voice of God's gonna break up the cedars. The God of glory is gonna thunder, his voice. So we're gonna put ourselves in that waterfall. I even this morning for about an hour pulled up on a YouTube video, the sound of a waterfall and was just listening to the waterfall as I was praying and being with Jesus. I'd love to do it. So you can try that. And then we're going to try to see his face. We're going to invite the Holy Spirit to show us the face of Jesus with our eyes closed. And we're going to ask for the glory to come. So let's just pray this out. We're going to pray out this podcast with a little prayer exercise. Come, Holy Spirit. We give honor and glory to the name of Jesus. We give honor and glory to the name of Jesus, Lord We Some of us have not felt loved and we haven't felt the goodness and love of heaven. The Psalm 42, 8, that you're directing it to us. But we're sorry for any way we're blocking your love. We're sorry for any uh, misconceived rejection that we weren't supposed to take as rejection. Clean us, heal us, wash us. Lord, show us this vision of a waterfall and the waves and the water would you send your angels into this atmosphere right now heaven heaven come i'm asking for an open heaven for the voice of god matthew 3:17 that you would speak to everyone listening you are his beloved well done well done good and faithful servant you are perfectly loved You're perfectly loved. Lord, Holy Spirit, right now, begin to bring into the mind of everyone listening the ways you are perfectly loving them. Listen, beloved. Write it on a pen with a pen and paper. Show them right now how high and wide And long and deep your love is. Let us hear the waterfall. Let us be in the atmosphere. Please, God, your kingdom come. Your will be done here, right here in this podcast. As in heaven. And now we we go to 2 Corinthians 4, 6. Would you show us the face of Jesus? With our eyes closed, would you show us the face? Just for a moment, the glory, the glory, the glory, the glory that changes everything. I am. I am fearfully and wonderfully made. I might be a jar of clay with some cracks, but I am filled with glory because Christ is in me, the hope of glory. God, let the air get thick with your presence right now heal memories, heal disease and sickness, let everyone listening taste and see you are good and to be still and know that you're God. Beloved, I want you maybe to find one of those videos of that waterfall on YouTube. The one I was listening to was 10 hours long. You don't have to be at it that long. Listen to the waterfall. Read Psalm 42. Read Psalm 29. Picture the face of Jesus. Get away with the one whose voice will break up the cedars and the God of glory will thunder his love into your life. (laughs) No matter what's telling you, you're not good enough. You're not loved. He'll break up those lies. In Jesus' mighty name, have an awesome week. I want to be on the frequency of heaven. I want to be on the frequency of Christ.